Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, April 21st, and this is your FT News Briefing. A jury in Minneapolis, Minnesota, found former police officer Derek Chauvin guilty of murdering George Floyd. We'll take a look at police defunding efforts in that city. Plus, TikTok is being sued over children's privacy concerns. But first, we'll have the latest on the upheaval in European football and plans for a Super League. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Late last night, all six English football clubs pulled out of a radical plan to create a European Super League. A dozen clubs had just announced plans for the breakaway competition, a move that would have shattered the existing world of European football. But the backlash was swift and brutal. I asked the FT sports editor, Murad Ahmed, what happened. Well, the overwhelming opposition of fans, politicians, pundits, and just about Everyone you could think of killed the Super League before it got started. The opposition was just so vociferous and unrelenting, and there were threats of sanctions, of players of the Super League clubs not being able to play in national team competitions like the World Cup. The UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson suggesting that they could even legislate to stop the competition. It all just got too much, and in a series of coordinated moves on Tuesday night, the English clubs all pulled out. So we should mention that one of the big driving forces behind the Super League plan was U.S. sports team owners, who also happen to own European clubs. They wanted to make the Super League happen basically so they could have a closed-loop system that would make them more money. Uh, What happens next for, for these teams and these owners? The playing field we'll go to now is less obvious and more incremental steps to give the big clubs more and more power. Interestingly enough, on Monday, UEFA, European football's governing body, announced a massive reform of the Champions League, which is currently Europe's biggest annual club competition, which the Super League was supposed to replace. And in these reforms, which the FT has reported on extensively, but hasn't really been noticed by many, are all sorts of plans to give around half the competition over to the clubs and the control over commercial agreements such as TV rights and sponsorship deals. And slowly but steadily, these big clubs will be getting more power over the existing competitions. But what's clear is that they're not going to be able to go away, set up their own competition, which they fully own and fully control the money to. So if the Super League collapses and it doesn't get resurrected at all, uh, is it a total loss? Or um, did anything come out of this whole weird, painful experience? So I don't know if there's any chance of it being resurrected, but it's clear to the clubs now, if it wasn't before, just what happens when they attempt to start a competition which is closed off, more like US sports leagues, from everyone else. What people want is a sense of meritocracy, um, a sense that even the Davids of the sport can overwhelm the Goliaths. And That is what this victory is all about. It's all about the fans who are watching, understanding and really understanding what their sport was all about, and the owners not understanding that mood at all. Murad Ahmed is the FT Sports Editor. Thank you, Murad. Thank you. 
In the U.S., a jury in Minneapolis, Minnesota, convicted former police officer Derek Chauvin. Chauvin, who is white, was found guilty on all three charges of murdering George Floyd, a black man, last year. Floyd's death in May set off massive protests around the world, and it fueled efforts to defund the police. Defunding proposals are now being debated in city councils across the U.S. Details vary from city to city, though they often involve shifting parts of the police budget to social services. The FT's Claire Bushy has been in Minneapolis covering the Derek Chauvin trial and also took a close look at three defunding proposals in that city that could be on the ballot this November. Two are basically similar. One's from the city council, and they want to replace the police department with a department of public safety that would also have other divisions, such as mental health services, underneath this department of public safety and co-equal with the police department. That's a similar proposition that the coalition Yes for Minneapolis has gotten behind and has 20,000 signatures that they need to get it on the ballot. A third proposition would put the police department under civilian control and allow this 13-member commission to appoint the police chief and to deal with police misconduct. So, Claire, are there any proposals or, or moves to actually shift funding from the police budget? Yes. You also have the case where um, the mayor, Jacob Frey, has redirected $8 million from the Minneapolis Police Department to use for things like crime prevention programs and mental health crisis response teams. Uh, it keeps police staffing levels where they were, though, because he had threatened to veto a budget that did not do that. Would you say that there's been more support for defunding the police since the killing of George Floyd? The fact is that we're even talking about this at all is a massive step forward for the activists who would like to see more resources redirected away from police departments toward other types of services or the flat out abolition of police departments. At the same time, you don't want to overstate it. An Ipsos USA Today poll released last month found that 18% of Americans support defunding the police and only 11% sort of support the most full-on manifestation of that idea. Claire, have struggling city finances had an effect on police defunding efforts? I mean, the pandemic has just absolutely crushed so many cities. So is this social justice issue getting a boost from pure budgetary dollars and and financial thinking? Police departments have had their budgets cut in a number of municipalities in the current budget cycle, but it has been really far more about not having as much revenue because of the pandemic's stress on municipal finances. And That is why there has been a need for cuts uh, in many areas, not just the police department. And I spoke with Alexander Weiss, who is a consultant for a number of police departments, particularly on staffing issues. And he told me that budgetary pressures have a way of getting rid of things in police departments that were not touchable before that pressure was introduced. He was telling me about how Baltimore had a unit on horseback. And, you know, he suggested that eh, maybe they didn't need quite so many horses. And then when the 2008 financial crisis hit, suddenly there were far fewer horses in the Baltimore Police Department. 
Claire Bushy has been covering the Derek Chauvin trial in Minneapolis. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. And TikTok is facing a lawsuit over alleged misuse of children's information. The former Children's Commissioner for England, Anne Longfield, is leading the lawsuit. She's accusing the social media app of collecting a huge volume of children's private information in the UK and Europe, including phone numbers, videos, locations, and biometric data. She says the app then gives this data to unknown third parties for profit. The suit is demanding billions of pounds and more transparency over what data are collected and more clarity over what ages the app is meant for. TikTok is meant to be used by people 13 and older, though Longfield cites a government study that shows 44% of 8 to 12 year olds use the app. The lawsuit follows a decision by U.S. trade regulators that fined TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, for a record $5.7 million over allegations of illegally collecting personal information of children. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.